0: Literally, today, they're online. He can't find anyone to beat Scott's controls. Hey, podcast listener. You're about to
1: discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen and we got another great guest I've really been looking forward to speaking with today. He is a lord of email. He has over 20 years of experience in email marketing and he sent over 1 billion emails, much of which has been uh, tested. Jason Henderson,
0: welcome to the show. Hey David, thanks for having me.
1: So tell us about that a little bit. You've been uh, at this since 1996 in regards to the emailing. How did you get into marketing? Maybe give us that superhero origin story. Uh, lead us down the garden path of why you're in marketing. Sure.
0: So I was uh, playing professional basketball uh, down under in Australia. And uh, I just had the sixth sense that it was going to last forever. So um, I'd already you know, been on, online and looking at stuff and never really did anything. And uh, there was a local college there, which is high school in Australia. And they had a, uh, you know, a computer lab. And they said, hey, you know, anytime there's a free seat, feel free. So I started jumping on. And um, the first big thing I did was I was the uh, about.com guide to exercise. Back then, they're known as the mining company. Okay. So basically brought in all kinds of experts to teach us about uh list building seo stuff like that and uh, as far as email all they said was like hey guys it's simple you just want to drive people back and it's it's you're just having a one-on-one conversation i'm like okay i can do that i started from there and i started working with local businesses i stopped after a while if i'd only knew how big you know marketing for local (laughs) businesses would become i would have stuck with it
1: right that's, uh, that's interesting. So you were, and back then, how would you, would you just approach these people one-on-one or how would you go about it?
0: Uh, yeah, just people that I would meet. Uh, you know, normally it was, they had their cousin or their, their <laughs> friends, uh bastard, <laughs> nephew <laughs> doing their stuff. And I'd be like, oh, really? Okay. Well, you know, just from looking at your side, I could tell you could, you know, X, Y, and Z. They'd be like, holy crap. And they'd fire their, you know, uh, yeah their nephew and uh, <laughs>
1: hire me putting nephews out of work since uh 1990s <laughs> <laughs> yep. okay so you go from there into getting into uh i was reading a bit of your bio there on uh, what, the active campaign page or something i think and it was talking about how you have attended all their uh, the marketing sherpa mech labs conferences and stuff like that is that sort of the route of education you chose in terms of email marketing
0: definitely uh, the first one was in 2006 in chicago okay. And I've been to every single one. I just got done uh, last week at my 12th straight summit. I've spoken there and uh, I've taken all their certifications in email messaging optimization, value proposition development, landing page optimization, and uh, especially the online testing part. So yeah, um, before 2006, you know, I was studying Dan Kennedy and I've been introduced to Armin Morin and uh, Alex Mendozian and they kept on referencing marketing Sherpa. So that's how I found out about them. And I found they had the email summit and you know, so I started going. Cool. Cool. That's
1: interesting. And uh, 12 years straight, that's a long, that's a a hefty stretch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I get something out of it every single year. Now, when you went,
1: you went from taking like the, you know, putting nephews out of business and you got into doing more uh, email, through, you know, for internet marketers and so forth. Was that through those conferences, those R-Man more in connections and so forth?
0: Yes, definitely. Um, going to events was uh, crucial in uh, developing the relationship. So, yeah, meeting those people and, um, you know, them getting to know me helped a lot.
1: Yeah, that seems to be a common thing that we uh, hear on the show when we interview copywriters of various uh, designations is that the live events have been a big boon for them to getting started and for continuing uh, to find new clients. It's just, uh, you know, as they say, a lot of work is done in the bar. <laughs> so that brings us to uh, today. Uh, most of your business now doing is still doing email for people.
0: Yes. uh, You know, product launches, uh, anything to do with email, strategy, email copywriting. Yeah. Affiliate promotions, all that good stuff.
1: And you have a couple, several courses of your own that you sell as well.
0: Correct. Yeah. I have courses on uh, improving the response to any email you send, um, abandoned basket series, product launches. Awesome.
1: Now, what we'd like to talk about sort of first today, aside from your sort of career trajectory, is you're you're involved in something right now that is very special to you uh from a friend of yours you know basically based on a friend of yours uh someone i actually had the pleasure of talking with on the phone one time uh and that is had to do with uh scott haynes
0: wow i didn't know that uh what'd you talk to uh
1: scott about i wanted to buy his shortcut copywriting secrets course (laughs) (laughs) so that was uh you know back then uh, i don't know how many years ago this would have been but Uh, A few, for sure, and uh, that seemed to be the only way to sort of – I'd heard about it. I'd seen people talk about it, uh, maybe on the Warrior Forum or wherever. uh, But it seemed to be the only direct way to sort of get a hold of it was uh, to get to Scott. (laughs) So, But you've got something very special because Scott has since uh, passed away, and uh, you've sort of uh, been very instrumental in helping him and his family, and you were sort of there throughout the thing, and and you've kind of taken – the reins of Scott's legacy uh, in terms of his marketing and copywriting uh, legacy. Let's uh, talk about some of the things you have going on in regards to that.
0: Yeah, Bond, uh, Halbert introduced me to Scott. Um, Scott. Scott had heard about me from other Halbert protégés throughout the years from Bond and Sam Markowitz, mm-hmm. um, who had done some work for. And so we met up in Vegas. And so for the last four years, we've been hanging out. Um, and then when I moved to Austin, he moved, uh, as well shortly thereafter. And, um, yeah, he tragically passed away recently and, um, his family asked me to, you know, they gave me all stuff and said, Hey, can you please, uh, you know, take the lead on this and, you know, make his course available. So what I've been doing is I put up a waiting list and I've been doing ad breakdowns and some of his best ads in, um, His original course, he had a bonus called his hottest sales letters volume one. And people have been asking him to update his course or at least update his hottest sales letters for you know over five years, and uh, he just never got around to it. And going through all his stuff, I just found winner after winner after winner. And this is just not finding sales letters and assuming the winners, like finding actual notes and details about the millions of dollars these sales letters have uh, generated. And uh, so Caleb O'Dowd, another Gary Halbert protege, uh, he came up with the idea to do ad breakdowns of his hottest sales letters to add to the second version of this course. And uh, so that's what I've been doing. Guys like John Carlton, uh, David Deutsch, Harlan Kilstein, David Garfinkel, Brian Kurtz, uh, Caleb O'Dowd, Sammy Markowitz, Bon Halbert, Kevin Rogers, uh, million dollar Mike Morgan and a lot of others. So they're going to get, uh, you know, hottest sales letters volume two, um, you know, an update of his course uh, based on his notes that he, he left that I found. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be killer.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Now, Having known Scott for, for years uh, like you did, what is it about Scott Haynes that people should know? If they're not that familiar with Scott, uh, maybe give a rundown of, of why you've, uh, he was such a close friend of yours and why you've taken the lead on this.
0: Sure. Yeah, he was known as the copywriter after Gary Halbert's own heart. Uh, he, he wrote Most Like Gary. Gary called him his best student. Gary actually told people that, uh, you know, before you even study anything that I've written about copywriting, you need to study Scott's course. And uh, which, it's interesting. Um, we we hit it off immediately, and uh, we had a love of copywriting, uh, UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championships, MMA, right? And <laughs> and uh, we always did that. And um, and then also we had uh, we were really connected on Gary Halbert's uh, famous line. You know, all clients suck. <laughs> 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 so we are always sharing war stories about that. <laughs> Do you have a few uh, you
1: can share with our, with our audience? Because we've talked about that quite a bit and sort of a little, you know, brief backstory. That's sort of how I got involved in the, all this is through uh, seeing Gary Halbert, reading Gary Halbert's letter and so forth. And that's one of the first things that I was sort of made aware of is that phrase, all clients suck. And uh, so maybe tell us a few of those stories if you can
0: uh I, i'll try to share a few without revealing uh, you know okay certain details um we don't want get anyone arrested here today yeah no uh <laughs> yeah no he just had uh quite a few where there was he had everything in writing everything was agreed upon you know x up front x on the back end um certain royalties. And he just had a lot of clients so would just come up with the craziest excuses of why they didn't need to pay him. <laughs> um, one guy, one guy, or one client, I should say, said, uh, "You know, uh, you know, your your copy was great and everything, but most of these sales were were closed on the phone." And he's just like, "How'd you get them on the phone?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, your copy, but..." You know, myself, and so just crap, (laughs) crap like that. But the the crazy thing, and this is um, when I went to Tulsa to be with Scott for the few weeks he was fighting um, and meeting his family and his hometown friends. uh, It really resonated with me is just how how much people uh, loved him as a person. It was funny that there was three or more like knock down, drag out, just piss off, you know, you know, jump off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> encounters he had with clients, but he was still great friends with them. He oh, always, wow. yeah, it was, he always, even when he told people off, he always went the extra mile to, to make it seem, or, you know, actually, it wasn't make it seem. It was actually the truth. It's just like, look, it's just not working out. You know, business wise, but I want—I really want to leave this personally as friends. You know, I—I I, I like you as a friend. I love hanging out with you. Uh, I'd love to <laughs> hang out with you again, but just business wise, it's just not working together. And I'd rather end things now versus you know never speaking to each other again. And the craziest thing is the three worst, uh, blowups he's had with clients, he still remained great friends and they still say great things about him today. Wow. That's, that's testament to
1: the kind yeah. of person Scott was obviously, yeah. uh, that he was able to separate those things and ma- maintain those relationships outside of the business aspect, which is hard to do sometimes.
0: One of the people that's, this is, this is really interesting. Um, so I reached out Uh, I was able to take control of his list and uh, his customer list and everything. So I was reaching out to them saying, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know that Scott passed away and I'm trying to continue his legacy and all that. And one person that actually got uh, a hold of me was his longest running client. Um, And he just raved and raved about Scott as a person about how, you know, how fond memories of hanging out with him and everything. And he told me the craziest thing because Like I said, I had found some uh, really good sales letters and some amazing stats of what they had done. But he had told me that he started working with Scott in about 2000, 2001 uh, upon the recommendation of Gary, because Gary didn't have time. Mm -hmm. And he said that he had taken um, at least three, uh, possibly more of Scott's sales letters and put them online and this was after doing millions initially with Scott wow. and he put them online and there's, he can't find, he can't pay copywriters enough today. Like literally today they're online. He can't find anyone to beat Scott's controls. Wow. Uh, at least three of them. So that was like, I couldn't believe when I found that out. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That is a great. And if I remember correctly, Scott wrote, uh, at least a version or, or perhaps the final version Uh, of the Trump University. Yes. Sales letter, right? Which is controversial. (laughs) Yeah. Especially now. (laughs) Yep. That's, uh, that's very interesting. So it sounds like uh, I have heard of a lot of people sort of talk, you know, in different videos, different products, uh, you know, about how good of a guy he was. And it seems to bear out, uh, not only just in his copywriting skills, but also in his, his personal life. So what should people know about, uh, you know, if they're going to get involved with shortcut copywriting secrets and they're going to get on the list and we'll give all those links and stuff in the show notes and we'll get that information. What, what, what are things that they should know about the way Scott wrote copy and the, what you've learned perhaps Jason yourself, uh, from being friends with Scott,
0: uh, just conversational one-to-one, uh, copy. Um, you know, Bond says that, uh, Scott wrote more like his dad than anybody else. And it's true. Um, It's been amazing doing these ad breakdowns and uh, everybody agrees that, yeah, it's very personal one-to-one very simple language. And um, that's the big problem I see today with copy and especially email copies. Everybody's looking for the, you know, the latest persuasion trigger NLP (laughs) fancy, you know, persuasion tactic to increase copy. And I just found that, you know, simple, uh, you know, fourth grade reading level is the way to go.
1: Yeah. Just like you're talking to to your buddy.
0: Yep, exactly. That's what Scott was all about. So I learned a lot about that. I still study uh, his sales letters every day.
1: Wow. Awesome. So that's going to be a whole new package you're putting together that people are going to eventually be able to get their hands on. Yep. So maybe tell us a bit more about your, uh, about you and about your emailing history. I know you have this long history and all these tested emails and these AB tests and split tests you've run for people, you know, that are out there that, uh, either are getting into email marketing because we have a lot of freelancers or they're, you know, uh, quasi established in their freelance career and they want to improve their email. What are some of the you know, uh, top ways that people seem to go wrong, obviously the the, the conversational thing is ma- is massive. What are some of the other ways?
0: Sure. So the marketing strip at Mech Labs was huge for me because what I found was that in the I am circle, there was a lot of email dogma. And I was fortunate enough that I had gotten started with really no one teaching me about email other than you know, about.com, formerly the mining company, saying, you know, hey, you know, it's like having a one-on-one conversation. Right. So um, I, I didn't have to go through, you know, starting with the course saying, you know, don't use images and don't do this and don't do that. You can't do this. And going to the Marketing Sherpa email summit and studying with Meg Labs really emphasized that, that, you know, the, a lot of the IM circle has a lot of dogma. That's just not true. Mm-hmm. So, I would um caution people about um, listening to what they hear on you know online about you know can't can 't do this can 't do that um and stick with the one on one conversation um, it 's been huge for me, and part of that is having a personality which of course can include images right. um, and as far as the testing goes this is i 've probably spoken to over forty people who don 't believe that. Uh, you can uh, scientifically or accurately split test the email, which is total BS, by the way. (laughs) Um, But I I think they're missing the point because if you really study split tests, you realize that when you split test, the main goal is not to get a lift or see what works better. It's to learn about your customer. right? And that's been huge because, you know, there's the whole – carrot versus stick, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what's going to work better, telling them, you know, how amazing their life's going to be, blah, 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 or telling them, you know, what what your product or service is going to save them from. Mm -hmm. And uh, a good example of that is um, probably about a year ago, a company came to me and they manage PPC for small, small businesses, pay-per-click ads, Facebook, all that good stuff. Okay. And um, they had a automated webinar funnel and they're like, Hey, look, you know, we have a conversion uh, group that, you know, tests and optimize our clients campaigns and landing pages and emails and all that. But for our own stuff, we can't seem to get a lift. Um, and we know you're all in the Mech labs and everything. So we want to see what you can do. Like, okay. So I went in, I analyzed everything. And the first thing that came to me was that it was all about, you know, make X amount of money more with us. You know, you're going to make a lot more money with us. I was like, hmm. And I was like, is that, (laughs) and just based on my research of their potential client and their existing customers was that, is that really what's going to push them over the edge or is it? You know what are they missing out on, or what's what's fear or frustration is happening without you know this my clients' uh, services. Right. So I so I set up on um, the Facebook ad to test. You know uh, what I came up with is how much do you think your average client that you get has been wasting. How much have they been losing Mm -hmm. by not using it? So they they gave me the figure and this is an accurate figure or, you know, the best guess. And so we tested that and there was nothing about making, you know, X more. It was all about your losing X per month. And right away, 27% increase um, from the Facebook ads. Wow. And I said, you're going to, I want you to apply that now to the landing page to the emails. I want you to actually change the webinar, so mm-hmm. they changed everything and everything increased across the board. Wow,
1: big, big difference
0: yep um, and another key thing was uh, this is another awesome benefit of mech Labs is um, again, you you peel away a lot of dogma is on testing is I gave them on their Facebook ad, I gave them a new headline, new copy, new call to action. And when they were ready to start testing, they're like, okay, we're gonna test the headline now. I'm like, wait, wait, what do you mean you're gonna test the headline? You're gonna test the headline, the copy, and you see They're like, oh no, 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 we're just gonna test the headline because we wanna make sure what changes what. And I said, no. (laughs) So first of all, that makes no sense. You're going to change a new headline. It's going to be incongruent with the copy and the CTA. Two, who cares what works? You guys can't get a lift. So if we test everything and it increases, you know, your bottom line by 27%, who cares? (laughs) You can go back and test again if you want to test little things. Right. But when you really need a lift, who cares what actually does it? That's what McLabs calls a radical redesign.
1: Right. So you're going in a completely different direction kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So you don't have to always I, – I won't mention their name, but they're a huge company. They're revered around the world for their marketing prowess. <laughs> and i worked with them. Okay. Same thing on their landing pages. Oh, no, we can't – we can only test the headline. And they've been – testing already by themselves for a year and they were testing little things here and there uh you know 0.5 percent increase one percent increase two percent increase and i'm just i was just like blown away that they're they're stuck in this dogma that they can't test more than one thing at a time yeah i think that's what you know i
1: think that's what people uh, there seems to be and, and you're dead right on this there seems to be this sort of uh, they, they've taken what's been said, in maybe some of those older copywriting books, or, or from people coming up, you know, about testing. Going way back to like Claude Hopkins and so forth, and they and they seem to be very very narrowly applying it in a sort of like like you said, a dogmatic fashion, where it's like it's only can be done this way. And when you're looking for a bigger uh, home run, a, a bigger lift, uh, going in completely direction, new direction, you can't just do that with a with a headline per se.
0: Yep.
1: So that's a very important point, I think, for people to understand, too, is you're you're talking about trying something completely new with a whole new premise kind of thing. Right. So maybe, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, I, I learned email primarily from uh, Matt Fury when I started writing emails. Yep. He was the guy who was uh, teaching at the time I started to, to learn some of this stuff. You know, he's got a very distinctive style and, and, you know, he was big on sending, you know, saying he would send as many emails as humanly possible if we're up to him, if he wasn't lazy, you know, uh, and so forth. Maybe speak to some of the frequency issues because you encounter these discussions with people all the time and I sort of have my own opinions, of course, but for someone who's been in the game as long as you have, maybe talk about some of the frequency related issues to emails and and, uh, what really matters, clicks, opens, sales, What you know, what the deal is.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, coincidentally uh, Scott wrote uh, a couple sales letters for Matt that did really well. Awesome. Um, yeah. One of them was his uh, email copywriting workshop with AWAI. Oh, I have that
1: product. So it
0: got me. <laughs> yep. That's going to be included in the um, volume two of his hot sales letter. So cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, setting daily has been around forever. I, I, the first person that I've actually seen evidence of was a former, I think it was like a Navy pilot. It was actually through Scott because one of the sales letters in like early 2000, 2001 was for an internet marketing seminar recordings for Gary Halbert. And uh, there was a guy there that was big on daily. Mm. Um, So I've actually had to help clients that have followed sending daily, um, systems like step-by-step following how to do daily emails and it's destroyed their business. Um, so a lot of it depends, uh, on your market, uh, who you are, are you an authority? I see a lot of people teaching stuff that applies to them because they have a built-in authority. Like me personally, I, it's not that I don't teach anything that I do, but most of it is what I do for my clients because I know that people get on my list specifically because, oh yeah, you gotta get on Big Jason's list. He's the lord of email marketing, <laughs> blah blah blah. So I could pretty much say all kinds of crap, right. you know, one-word emails, and people would buy or respond or whatever. Right. Um, so that you have to take that into consideration. Um, the and the thing you you don't hear when people say, Oh, I, I changed to daily. And I made more money is you really don't hear any setup of, okay. So I was emailing X and I did a test. It was just, I switched to daily. Right. So in practically all cases where there are any sort of details, it's not that they started sending daily is that it's that they said, send, send more frequently. Right. So in my opinion, in the majority, not all cases, but majority cases, it's not that they start sending daily, it's that they start sending more frequently. Right. So I think that's a pretty good bet that most people don't send emails frequently enough. Now,
1: maybe if people uh, are interested in getting uh, in- involved with your Scott Haynes project and, and, and continuing Scott's legacy and updating his course, where might people uh, get a hold of that information?
0: Sure. They can just go to shortcut copywriting com.
1: Okay. Awesome. And yeah, little, I, yeah. I
0: actually, um, got introduced to bonds. Um, I believe it was 2009. I was doing a project with Tony Flores, a Clayton Makepeace protégé. Mm-hmm. Um, also forgot to mention Clayton Makepeace is doing an ad breakdown on a Scott ad too. Nice. Um, But anyway, so Tony invited me to the Simple Writing System uh, Teacher's Mastermind or Get Together in San Francisco with John Carlton. Okay. And uh, Bond and Kevin Halbert were guests there. And um, the first topic of the day was email. And so John Carlton started asking me. So I talked about for a half an hour to start off the mastermind. um, Awesome. Yeah, that's how I got introduced to Bond. And he really loved the fact that I was – more evidence-based and what works best, and uh, so yeah, he started introducing me to Sam Markowitz and Caleb, and then Scott, and so that's how I kind of became known as the go-to email source for Halbert proteges. <laughs> right, right,
1: which is a good group to be associated yep. with. <laughs> so, if a people want to get in touch with you directly, because I know you have uh, we mentioned before, you have products and stuff like that that right. uh, can help with people's email. Uh, how do they get in touch with you personally?
0: Yeah, they can go to uh, emailresponsewarrior.com. Okay, and that's your email
1: response uh, product?
0: Yes. How to uh, increase the response to any email you send, regardless of whether it's daily or every other day or autoresponder.
1: Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure uh, having you on. You've given some great knowledge.
0: Sure, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Everybody else, of course, we'll be back uh, next week with another exciting guest, hopefully half as entertaining and knowledgeable as Jason. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.